Welcome to the Food Freedom Life podcast, where we'll chat about everything food, body image, and emotional healing. If you want eating, movement, and health to be a part of your life without taking up your whole life, you're in the right place. I'm your host and registered dietitian, Brittany Allison, and I'm here to bring you the best tips, tools, strategies, hacks, and inspirational stories that will help you get out of the diet binge cycle so that you can heal, eat, and make room for the things that truly matter. Grab your coffee and let's chat. This is the Food Freedom Life podcast. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to episode three. It still feels so unreal that I'm doing a podcast and I cannot thank you enough for being here, for embarking on this journey with me. This is something that really just means so much to me. And it's something that I feel so deeply in alignment with where my life is headed. Podcasting feels right. It feels like the most, just the most vulnerable, the most real, the most raw platform to share my heart. So thank you for being here. For this episode, we are going to dive in and talk all about what actually happens when you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food and your body. When you embark on that journey, I'm going to talk about what to expect, what that looks like, the ups, the downs, everything in between, the fear of spiraling out of control. We are going to dive into all of that. I know that fear to my core, to my soul. I know what it feels like to be just absolutely terrified of gaining weight, but also absolutely hating the fact that you're stuck in these cycles of binge and emotional compulsive overeating and you want to get out but it's like these two competing fears right it's like oh my gosh what is going to happen if i pursue this journey to heal my relationship with food what could happen am i going to lose all my motivation for my health and fitness journey am i just going to keep eating and never stop because for me Anytime I used to ease off the gas of my dieting, right? Like I would, I would relax. I would tell myself I could enjoy it for a weekend and just kind of pump the brakes and say, you know what? It's okay to indulge a little. And I would spiral out of control. So if you are resonating with that fear and that's been built up and pent up inside of you, this episode is for you because I'm going to share with you what actually happens when you commit to pursuing healing your relationship with food and you have the right tools and the right support systems and the right plan to do that. We are going to dive into that today. So let's start by looking at what has happened. I'm going to share what happened for me and what's very common with a lot of the women that I work with. Essentially, every time I made up my mind that things were going to be different this time, that I was never going to binge again, I was going to find my balance, I was going to stop being obsessed with food, I was going to come out of this place. Every time I made up my mind that I was going to do that, or even on the occasions where I just told myself, you know what, you can eat off your diet, you deserve to indulge a little and enjoy your food, like just don't go so nuts every weekend. Anytime I either kind of set a big goal for myself to completely find balance and heal my relationship with food or anytime I just kind of decided, okay, this weekend I'm going to be balanced. I'm going to ease off a little and release this white knuckle grip of control and just enjoy. Every single time I did that, what would happen was this feeling, this sensation that I was in fact spiraling out of control because how it would start is I would make up my mind that I was going to like, if it was my birthday weekend, for example, I would just make up my mind that I deserve to enjoy this weekend. I deserve to indulge. I deserve to just be free with food and enjoy it. And so what would happen is I would have it in my mind what indulging looked like and what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. 
And when I would get into the weekend and I would have my first bite of something that had been off plan, kind of outside of what I would normally allow myself to eat, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I haven't had this in so long. And what would happen is my good intentions for just indulging in balance and not really worrying about it, it would spiral into this all out binge eating fest where I would literally try to eat as much as I possibly could in that weekend time frame because I was giving myself permission to. And what would kick in is what's called the last supper mentality where essentially it was like, okay, I'm giving myself permission to indulge right now, but I know I have to get back on track on Monday. So might as well eat as much as I can right now because I know I need to do better on Monday, right? And so those cycles would continue to repeat themselves. Then Monday would roll around and I would feel so much guilt and shame because my intentions going into the weekend were just to let loose and enjoy a little bit, but it turned into something so much bigger than that. And I just felt gross. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Why do I feel literally sick to my stomach because I've eaten so much and I can't get my rings on because my hands are so puffy? It was just, I just felt terrible. And I feared on Monday, I feared the weight gain. I feared the ramifications of what was going to happen because I just completely let loose that weekend. And I felt discouraged. Like I had been making progress toward my health and fitness goals or my weight loss goals or whatever those were only to be left kind of back in this spot where it was me. I told myself I was just going to have, you know, one drink and a couple slices of pizza and why did that have to turn into so much more than that? And this very same thing would happen. Anytime I had kind of come to this big resolve that I'm going to have balance with food and I refuse to live this life any longer, it would just keep repeating itself. And I would usually get to that place when I had kind of done this diet binge white knuckle. I would get to this burnout point where I'm so tired of getting back on the wagon every week that I would I would come to this place mentally where I would say, you know what? This is it. I am done being on these cycles. I'm done being on this all or nothing roller coaster. I am just going to be balanced. I'm going to eat more and I'm going to reverse diet because that's what I thought I had to do at the time. And I would get really plugged into those things and very committed to everything. And the same thing would just keep happening. Eventually you get to this point where your self-belief just diminishes. My belief in my ability to ever stop binging and feeling this way with food and find balance with food and feel comfortable and dare I say confident in my own skin was just, it had deteriorated so much that I had no self-belief and it was exhausting because it wasn't for a lack of effort that I was failing. I was putting my energy and my intention into, you know, and I just continued to struggle more and more. And it seemed like every time I tried to heal my relationship with food, the struggle just got worse. And so I started to associate trying to stop feeling obsessed with food with just making things worse. So why even try? And I got to this place where it was like, okay, my only options are to just figure out how to manage this thing find the right diet, white knuckle this thing, just learn how to manage it for the rest of my life or not. If you can relate to these feelings of just desperation and hopelessness, this is for you. If I could reach through this mic and wrap my arms around you and give you a big hug and just tell you to not give up the fight, I would. 
because there is so much more for you. There's so much more freedom that is available to you. You're not broken. You're not weak-willed. If you're anything like me, the missing piece was just understanding how to work in sync with my brain, my psychology around all of this, understanding how my brain works so that I could come in partnership with it instead of continuously fighting against it. And when I started to understand how my psychology worked, how my brain worked with all of this, it was like these light bulb moments. Everything started to really click. And that was when I made more progress and faster than I even knew possible. And so I want to explain to you what to expect when you dive in and begin pursuing healing your relationship with food. And the reason you've probably felt this sense of spiraling out of control anytime you've tried to pursue healing your relationship with food or you've tried to find balance is because what's going on internally and what's going on mentally. If you've never had this explained or you never understood exactly what it was, It can feel very scary, that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm losing control. I can't stop eating. Am I going to gain all this weight? Am I never going to be able to stop? That is a very terrifying feeling. So what needs to happen to really start this process is to start understanding our internal environment, our internal world so that we can work in sync with it and reprogram the brain and our behaviors so that you never even have to feel the impulse to binge or overeat compulsively or emotionally overeat again because you've reprogrammed how your mind works so that balance becomes the default mode, the thing that you do when you're not trying. That's what true freedom is. And it starts by understanding what the drivers are behind your compulsive and impulsive tendencies and behaviors with food. And so the way I explain it to my clients when they're first getting started is if you look at your internal environment, if you look inwards and look at that as a bottle of carbonated drink with the lid screwed on really, really tight, imagine that's your internal environment. Anytime you engage in certain behaviors or in certain thought patterns or you do certain things, it's as if you shake up that bottle, which is your internal environment, and it gets more and more pressurized. And the more pressurized it becomes, eventually you start to fatigue and you start to wear out. And those are the moments where you're like, screw it. And you throw up your hands, you untwist that bottle top and boom. It's like all that carbonation that's been building over time, it just sprays everywhere. And that's when you binge and overindulge and you have that moment of temporary relief, right? Like that feeling of, oh, I'm just gonna let myself do whatever. I'll take care of it later. I'll make up for it later, right? When the internal pressure becomes too much, That's when we binge and overeat and indulge and just say, screw it and kind of release this white knuckle grip of control and just allow ourselves to indulge. And we experience that relief momentarily, but it's always met with the guilt and the shame and the fear of gaining all this weight and spiraling out of control. And so since we don't know what to do, we go back to what's familiar, right? That's what the brain does. And so in that fear, the only thing that we know to do that actually feels safe is to white knuckle it. So we grab that bottle top, we twist it back on tight, and then we feel safe. We feel a sense of security because suddenly it's like we're back in control, but that bottle top is now screwed on tight again. And although you don't feel the pressure immediately, 
that pressure starts to build again over time as we engage in certain thought patterns, certain behavior patterns, and as we do certain things that created that internal pressure. And eventually it's gonna blow up again and we start binging again. And it's like these cycles just continue to repeat themselves over and over again. And for some of you, you might be able to go months and months with this white knuckle grip of control on food. Some of you might be able to go years. Some of you, it's only a couple of weeks before that pressure becomes too much and you end up binging on something to the point where you might end up binging every single day. And so you have these moments of control where you're white knuckling it and it works. And then boom, the top flies off. The carbonation, the pressure, it's spraying everywhere. It feels very chaotic, very out of control. And so in order to prevent this continuous buildup of pressure that is propelling these compulsive tendencies with food, we have to understand what is contributing to that. And so that's one of the very first things I do with my clients in my coaching program is we map out the big picture of everything and determine the precise things that are actually contributing to that buildup of internal pressure that's propelling these behaviors into motion. And when you understand that, it's crazy because it's like suddenly the clouds part, you're able to see the blue sky for the first time, you suddenly understand why you're engaging in these behaviors. It just makes so much sense. It's like, oh my gosh, no wonder I'm struggling with my relationship with food because all these hidden forces that I was never actually aware of are driving this. And it makes so much sense when it's explained and when you really can take a step back and see it. And so when that happens, when you have this very clear picture of what's actually contributing to and driving the compulsive tendencies with food into motion as you develop, you have this level of awareness and that level of awareness brings so much peace because you finally don't feel like a nutcase anymore. It makes sense. And for so long, I had thought that what was actually driving my compulsive tendencies with food were things that were triggering these behaviors into motion, like distress and overwhelm and boredom and past dramas. But what I started to realize was, okay, maybe those things did contribute to an unhealthy relationship with food, but why do I still feel the impulse to binge when things are relatively good? Like when I'm feeling accomplished or when I just want to wind down from a tough day or when I'm feeling happy, like... I want to do it with food. And so I spent so much time tackling this list of triggers and that was not actually the thing that was helpful for me. It was actually going layers deeper and mapping out and developing this level of awareness of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking on a day-to-day basis that are actually contributing to these compulsive tendencies I have with food. And so that's the very first thing I help my clients do in my Food Freedom for Life program is I take them through an activity of getting very aware of what's actually driving this, this pressure that's building internally that's propelling these cycles of binge eating into motion. And it's much different than just a list of triggers if you've ever done that activity. And once you start to understand what's actually driving the compulsive tendency with food into motion and you start to understand, okay, what are the things I'm doing and thinking on a daily basis? What are the thoughts that I'm having that are actually adding fuel to this fire, this binge emotional compulsive overeating fire that I want to put out? What are those things? And when you know that and you've developed this level of awareness around those things, it suddenly feels like you've gotten off this all or nothing roller coaster and you're at this base of a mountain and you're like, okay, I have this mountain to climb. I know there's things I need to do to find my way to the top of this, this place of balance with food, peace with food, confidence in your own body. 
when you have that level of awareness as to what's going on, it feels so good, even though you're still at the base of the mountain. It's like you can finally see the trail and you have a map and you know what you need to start doing to starve this fire before it has any more fuel. But if you're anything like I was, you already have all this built up internal pressure already. And so getting aware of what's causing this pressure to be built up is great because we don't want to continue adding fuel to the fire, but we also need to know what to do if the pressure is already there. And so if you're struggling in these cycles, the pressure is already there. You're already housing pressure that you shouldn't be. And so the process that I take my clients through in my coaching program is this slow untwisting of the bottle top so that you can release the pressure without it feeling, you know, like spiraling out of control, spraying everywhere. We want to release it in a way that feels brave. So it's like slowly unscrewing that bottle top. And the reality is that in part of this process, we have to remove all these physical, mental, and emotional restrictions that you've had around your body and food for so long. And that process without a plan can feel very scary, right? How many of you have tried to transition into intuitive eating or to stop dieting or to stop, you know, being crazy with food and it just feels like spiraling out of control? Well, that is the process of releasing pressure. And when you release that internal pressure, but you don't go back to screwing on that bottle top when things feel scary, guess what happens? The carbonation, right? All that pressure finally settles and you're left with peace and you're left with balance and this allure toward food, this longing toward just going crazy on food, it starts to diminish. And part of that process is to get that impulsive drive toward food to dissipate. And it's giving ourselves permission to go through that releasing phase, the releasing of internal pressure phase, which even if you have a plan, still might look a little messy, although it will be a lot less messy. It might not look like this perfectly well-balanced relationship with food. You might overeat for a little bit. You might have more of a drive to eat more highly palatable foods. And you might feel like, man, am I ever going to get to be balanced? And will that ever be my default mode where I actually crave a nice hearty salad? Am I ever going to get to that place? Yes, you will get to that place. But the truth of the matter is you have to go through the phase of releasing the internal pressure. And in that phase, while I help my clients navigate this, it can look a little messy and that's okay. But the way I explain it is, you know what else is messy? A mud bath. A mud bath is messy. But guess what happens when you go through it? You exfoliate your skin, you get rid of the dead skin, you rinse off, you come out renewed and cleansed. The same thing happens when you're willing to go through the pressure releasing phase in healing your relationship with food. And the only time that phase is scary is when you don't have guidance, you don't have support, and you don't have accountability. So anytime that you've tried to release the pressure through easing off on your diet or giving yourself permission to enjoy some foods that aren't on your diet or, you know, having a weekend where you just want to relax a little, that pressure just starts spraying everywhere. It feels scary, but it feels scary because you don't know what's next. And when you know what's next and you have support in that process and you're being guided on how to navigate that process, the fear dissipates. And so I want to explain to you exactly kind of step by step what happens in the process of healing your relationship with food and your body. So typically when you get started on this journey, and this is the experience of 99% of the people I work with, you first get started and the mindset is, okay, I'm going to do better with food. I'm finally going to beat this. I'm going to heal my relationship with food. I'm going to find balance. I'm never going to binge eat again. And what typically happens at the beginning is this last supper mentality, this, 
oh my gosh, I'm getting on track with my relationship with food. I'm never going to be able to indulge in binge eating again. So I may as well just have this one last hurrah and just go crazy on food because I know I'm never going to get to do this again. And so that's typically the first thing that happens. This last supper mentality kicks in because you're starting to pursue this journey, but you haven't yet been given the tools or kind of know the route yet. And so that's the first thing that happens for most people. The next part is we develop this level of awareness as to what's happening internally. And that in and of itself, like I said before, feels like the clouds have been lifted, like the weight of the world has been lifted off your shoulders because it feels like you've been given the roadmap, the directions, and although you still have to drive, you have everything that you need to get there and it starts to make sense. And so the next part of this process is developing this level of awareness as to what you're dealing with and what's actually driving the impulsive tendencies toward food. And so that phase feels incredible because things are starting to finally make sense. And then the next part of the process is now that things are making sense, it's like, okay, how do we actually tackle the behavior patterns and the thought cycles and the things that have just become automatic and are driving these behaviors more deeply into our way of being? So the next part after the awareness is the game plan for what to do before, during, and after a binge or a period of anxious overeating. Like, what do you do to prevent getting to that place? What do you do prior to being in the heat of the moment? What activities can you engage in to reprogram your brain or retrain it so that when you get to a triggering event or situation or circumstance, your body and your brain's automatic go-to is not, oh my gosh, I feel this desire rising up in me to binge or overeat. So there's these things that we have to develop, a game plan of what to do before, and then you have to know what to do when you're in the heat of the moment. Because when these habit cycles have been ingrained in the brain long enough, it's going to take repeated action to create new habit pathways. You will undoubtedly find yourself in the middle of feeling these impulses and these urges as you pursue healing your relationship with food. So you need to have a game plan for what exactly to do in the heat of the moment. And what I teach my clients is that you will likely not think yourself out of binge eating. Because in the moment, that impulse is very, very strong. If you're in the middle of it, it's very hard to think your way into stopping. And so a technique to tackle like what to do in the heat of the moment is to change your physical state instead of trying to think and rationalize why you don't want to do it. Because again, that is likely not going to work. When we get to those moments, we need to figure out how to change our physical state and change what's happening on a bodily level. And that can be accomplished in a number of different ways. It can be accomplished through changing sensation in your body by actually moving your body in certain ways. It can be accomplished by changing your body's internal temperature. If it's cold outside, go outside, allow your body to change temperature, jump in a cold shower, allow your physical state to change. And what's happening is it's a much more effective path to changing your mental state when you're actually in the heat of the moment by starting changing your physical state. These are not necessarily long-term strategies. We need to really change the wiring in your brain, change your beliefs about yourself, about food, about your body. But when you're in the heat of the moment, before you've really done all of this unpacking, these tools can be really helpful. And then getting to the other side of engaging in a behavior that we don't want to with food, what we do instead of typically feeling guilt, shame, and fear, because those different emotions and those different behaviors actually continue to propel binge eating into motion, they cause this internal pressure to build. So what we can do when we're through a binge is 
I give my clients a number of different activities to do following a binge that actually make the binge episode or the overeating, emotional eating episode a useful learning tool to help us take a deeper look at what's going on internally and recognize our emotions, recognize what's happened from that experience, and then take what we've learned into our preparation phase. Like what activities can we do before we even get the next impulse or the heat of the moment so that we can begin preventing those impulses from even happening? This is what I was talking about before. And so when we're in the moment, we get really, really good at navigating those impulses until we stop engaging in the behavior altogether. And that's when it gets really good. You get to the point where you see that you're no longer responding to these impulses and the impulses are starting to fade. You're no longer feeling the urges like you once did. And that is a super, super exciting experience because what happens in that learning phase when we're going through that period of implementing these tools and these techniques and learning how to navigate the before, during, and after the binge, when we're in that process, it can be a little messy. Overeating is completely normal in the journey to food freedom. Having a craving for more highly palatable foods is also completely normal. And where most stop in this journey to pursuing their relationship with food and healing that is at this point where you're releasing the pressure and it gets a little messy and maybe you overeat. Maybe you feel like you're craving only junk food. And so most people get very afraid and they feel like they're spiraling out of control. So they go back to white knuckling it screwing that pop bottle top on tight and allowing that internal pressure to build. If you understand that, that's actually part of the process, releasing that internal pressure that builds up and overeating and having cravings for more highly palatable foods. This is all completely normal. But when you know that, it feels far less scary to keep letting that pressure out and avoid going back to white knuckling it. And when you have a system for releasing that pressure slowly without it spraying everywhere and feeling very chaotic and messy, it's relieving. It allows you to have the courage to continue to take the next step forward. And then after you get to this place where you start to feel the impulse to binge or overeat or emotionally eat start to dissipate and it feels like, holy crap, this is really happening. I've, I've had clients say, oh my gosh, I'm hardly thinking about food anymore, but I'm starting to think about how I'm not thinking about it. Like, is this even really real? Getting to that place where you're not even thinking about food anymore is incredible. And that's what recovery is all about. It's not, how do I manage this impulse? How do I white knuckle it? How do I develop better discipline or get on the right plan? It's when you no longer even feel the urge to binge and you don't think about food and body worries all the time. Getting to that place, that's what freedom is all about. But I want to be real with you on the ups and downs and everything in between in this process because it is emotional. Like when you start to recover all the energy and mental space that was once occupied with food and body worries, when you regain that mental real estate, you're finally able to have mental energy to spend on other things. What happens for a lot of individuals starting this journey is this feeling of fear and doubt and worry. And then when you decide to dive in, it's excitement and motivation and this thrill and then the last supper mentality kicks in and then you develop this tool, you gain awareness into what's going on internally and you develop the ability to use these tools and techniques to navigate the before, during and after a binge. And then when you start to regain your mental space because you're no longer thinking about food in your body all the time, what happens is you begin to enter this period that I call the reflection period. And this is the period where suddenly you're gaining 
so much more mental freedom and mental energy back that you have the energy, the mental space to start reflecting on other things in your life. And this can be exciting. It can be challenging. It's just a period of renewal that you will undoubtedly go through when you've cleared your mind of this impulsive tendency with food that becomes all-consuming. Sometimes my clients will see areas of their life that they've neglected and that can feel very heavy because you can start to realize, wow, I've missed out on all these memories because of, you know, what I was doing with my relationship with food and body or I've neglected my partner the time and energy and attention and affection that they need because I've been all consumed with this thing or I missed out on pursuing this opportunity or I haven't had the courage or the confidence to change jobs or careers because again I've been all consumed in this. This period of reflection can be challenging on one hand but it's so incredible and I love getting to go through this process with my clients because it's literally as if rebirth is happening. Closing one chapter, saying goodbye to the obsessive and compulsive tendencies of food and body and hello to whatever is next for you. While that can feel intimidating when you're guided through that process, it's an incredible experience because like I said, it's this rebirth and you're getting to rediscover who you are without this thing in your life and the potential you have for whatever your goals are. And the self-belief that you start to rebuild is like, it's nothing I've ever experienced before. And I literally experience it every single time one of my clients experiences it. I relive the moment with them because I know what it feels like. It literally feels like you've been given your entire life back. And when you're at that point in your journey, whatever goals you set for yourself, whatever dreams you have, they all of a sudden start to feel so much more possible and within reach because it's like you just shed this huge weight that you've been carrying. It literally feels like chains have fallen off and you can finally run again. And the reason I'm so passionate about sharing this message with you is because I know what it's like to sit in this self-imposed prison and feel like, there's no way out. I want out, but I don't know how to get out. And so in sharing kind of what happens before you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food, what happens at the beginning, in the middle, what happens at the end, and how this whole evolution works out, my hope is that it brings you the courage and the confidence that this is available for you too. I was going to dive more into the weight piece, but this episode has gotten a little long, and so I want to break it up into a separate episode. But the next thing that we're going to talk about is what to expect with your weight when you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food. Weight gain, weight loss, weight maintenance, what to expect. We're going to dive into that and I'm going to give it to you real and raw. I'm going to let you know exactly what you can expect to happen with your weight as you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food. I know that was something that I really needed to hear because I was so afraid that my weight was going to spiral out of control, that I'd never be able to stop weight gain from happening. And I was petrified that if I gained one more pound, I would just lose it. And so I'm going to share with you exactly what to expect when it comes to your weight in the next episode. So if this was encouraging to you, if you learned anything, if you found any bit of encouragement in this episode, it would mean so much to me if you talked about it, shared it with a friend or a family member, shared it on your social media platforms, posted it on your stories. This is how we get the message out that food freedom is 100% possible and body confidence is yours to be had regardless of how much you've struggled. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for leaving a review. That also just helps me more than you know. You guys are amazing.
If you're ready to evolve your relationship with food and your body, check me out at www.brittanyallisonrd.com. From there, you can see what I'm all about. You can book a free consult call where I'll help you discover what's actually happening, what's actually keeping you stuck, and help you develop a game plan for your journey to food freedom and body confidence. Again, that's www.brittanyallisonrd.com. See you next week.